Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend, Pastor Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day. You introduced me as your friend, Pastor Kevin Jack, not friend and pastor. Friend and pastor. Okay, there you go. You didn't say and. It's really I off. did. <laughs> if you're new, release a new episode every Wednesday. The easiest way to remember is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and uh, share this with a friend uh, if you can on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. Also, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you that are getting better like us. And visit leadinghope.online to get updates. Find out more about the Leading Hope community. We continue our series about leading me. Episode 179, how to live proactively. Yep. So we Bro. are we are in like week two Bro. of this series, Leading Me. And our big idea for the series, I just want to go through it again. Leadership is about ownership of problems and solutions and leveraging your ability to continuous improvement. But if you gain influence, ascend in position, but do not increasingly master self-leadership, your leadership will be short-lived. And that the most difficult person to lead is always the person looking back at you in the mirror. And every aspect of leadership will flow from and tie back to self-leadership. So last week, we looked at the three pillars of self-awareness. We talked through, hey, what does that look like for you to know you, know what you want, and are you willing to do what is necessary in order for you to get there? Today, I want to talk through this second part of self-leadership, and that is how to live proactively. Uh, If any of you have read uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The first principle he says is you have to live proactively because most of us live in a reactive state, stuck in a constant response to the issues and problems that are placed before us. But leaders who lead themselves effectively live with a proactive mindset. They play more offense than defense at all times. And so this is kind of the core idea I want to get into today on this idea of live proactively, that leaders who lead themselves view themselves as a resource to be deployed, and they properly deploy that resource to play offense with their lives. Can I, can I just acknowledge that I feel a little like cheesy talking about like yourself as a resource to be deployed? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. It feels a little weird. Yeah, but I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. It makes sense. I just want to acknowledge how, like, ugh, yeah, corporate-y. Yeah, I get it. Okay. How do you uncorporize it? Don't know. That's okay. why I wrote it how I did. Well, let's keep going and see what happens. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, I, was, uh, I went through this. Uh, uh, the biography is called Power Failure. It's about the rise and fall of GE, which I'm just fascinated by. And one of the things it gave on the how GE continued to grow under the leadership of Jack Welch and declined significantly under the leadership of Jeff Immelt is they said one of the there's a bunch of distinctions between the two. But they said one of the key distinctions is Jack Welch could always connect his actions to the bottom line. Mm. He always knew how what he did made a difference to the financial bottom line of the organization. And Jeff Immelt never seemed to be able to connect the dots. Mm. And so we're talking about this idea of like a resource to be deployed. That's what I want to get into and to say like, how do you actually utilize your gifting, your leadership, your abilities to accomplish what you're seeking to accomplish? Because that's how you lead yourself. It's good. I like it. All right. So three ideas for today. Uh, First one is this. Leaders who play offense live according to self-set predetermined 
priorities. Self-set, predetermined priorities. They live their life. Now, some of you are going to look at that right away and you're going to balk at self-set. You go, well, my boss tells me some of mine for your work, <laughs> not for your life as a whole. <laughs> Leaders who play offense with their lives determine in advance these are the priorities for my life and it's really simple before you know what you should put your effort towards you need to know what your priorities are and i, I just admit i live in this constant frustration uh of when people don't understand the difference between an input and an outcome <laughs> and, and the fact and we have gone through this so many times like with our goal setting and it's this idea of to say like what's your goal i'm gonna hold three training events that's not a goal. Nope. <laughs> That's an activity. What's your goal? Your goal is that you have a capable team to carry out these tasks who know the knowledge based upon these key functions. Set that as your goal because that's an actual outcome, not an input. The input is just what you're going to do. The outcome is what it's going to achieve. And so when you live your life based upon self-set predetermined priorities, you know what outcomes you're pursuing. Now, for most of us, that's too difficult to work. <laughs> we just acknowledge that. What do I want to actually accomplish? <laughs> and so we exercise what is referred to as creative avoidance. I love this. Rory Vading, your boy. Oh, yeah. Says it like this. Creative avoidance is unconsciously filling the day with meaningful work to where we end up getting busy just being busy. Filling the day with menial work where we end up getting busy just being busy. <laughs> And we understand, like, every single one of us, you're like, got to the end of the day. What'd you do? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> just sit around? No, I was really busy. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what I did. And to say that is not self-leadership. So we can say, like, hey, that's the opposite of self-leadership. Self-leadership is just I go, 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 and I'm not really sure what anything actually accomplishes or does. So let me give you two quick metaphors if this is helpful. Uh, first one is maybe one you've heard before. Maybe both of these you've heard before. Uh, it's the idea of big rocks. Okay? If you're going to have a bowl and you said you've got sand, you've got some... Uh, Oh my gosh, what's it called? Like the little little stones. Pebbles? No, I don't want to say pebbles. Like what's the it's a G word. It's not granite. It's like gravel? Gravel. There we go. You got sand, you have gravel, and then you have some big didn't stones. Like pebbles, huh? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was thinking gravel. Okay. I was thinking the stuff that if I run on and I'm barefoot and it really hurts my feet. That's what oh, was functionally yeah. in my head. So if you take a bowl and you fill it with the sand first and the gravel and the big rocks. Pebbles. Hey, stop it. It's probably not going to fit based upon the size. There is a way if you get the big rocks in first and then fill it with the gravel and then fill it with the sand. If it would fit perfectly, it will fit if it is put in in that order. One That's of the good. phrases I love that you love to say yep. is uh, order determines capacity. Woo. Getting things in the right order determines what you're actually able to fully function and what you're able to do. Do not do menial tasks. This is jumping into the second pillar, but I do want to comment on this briefly, okay? Do not do me uh, meaningless tasks at the most opportune spots of the day yeah save those for the most meaningless time of the day otherwise you are functioning in creative avoidance so that's the idea of big rocks is to say like hey if the big rocks go in first you can fit far more in than if you throw all the small stuff and then try to pile the big rocks in less second one switch the metaphor just a little bit one of the keys to living a proactive life is understanding that life is a juggling act 
We are always trying to juggle more than we can possibly carry. We're actually far more productive that way. But one of the keys to identifying it is to understand that some of the things you juggle are rubber and they will bounce back up. Other things that you juggle are glass and if they drop, they will break. And so you just have to understand over time, hey, these areas of my life, these are rubber. It's okay. If I miss this meeting, if I don't make this appointment, I'm all right, I'm perfectly fine. Other areas of your life, if you avoid it, if you neglect it, man, it is going to have a disastrous impact over time. And so part of living proactively and living according to predetermined priorities is understanding what's glass and what's a big rock. I hope that's helpful as you're thinking through this to say, hey, what's glass? What can't get dropped? For me, my relationship with my family, my relationship with God are the most glass pieces of my life. I'm not saying they're fragile. I'm saying if I completely neglect it, it is going to have a disastrous impact on the rest of my life. Preach. And so, hey, that's glass. And what are the big rocks that I need to think through? So, assignment. Yes. Giving it early. It's an early assignment. Now, are they to stop the podcast at this point and do the assignment? Like hit pause? No. Okay. Just making sure. Just write down the assignment. People have those types of questions. Just that's so you know. a great question. I, I am so. glad you are here. Yes, I to ask you. those kinds thank of you. questions. Thank you. I'm, I'm useful. Ready? Weird question. What can you not not accomplish? What can you not not accomplish? Wow. What if it doesn't get done would be disastrous. What if it doesn't get done is actually a problem. And I think we make the list and we go, what do I have to accomplish? And we mistake. We, we put them all on a list and we miss the priority is actually different between the different items on the list. Yeah. And so to actually be able to go, these are all the things I, ha- I should get done, could get done, but these are the things I actually have to get done that if I don't get them done, it's going to be a real problem. Yeah, that's great. So first one, leaders who play offense live according to self-set predetermined priorities. Second idea, leaders who play offense have effectively deployed their time and especially their energy toward their priorities. Jim Collins says this, the difference between good leadership and great leadership is time well spent. So real simple, first time, if you don't schedule your priorities, everything and everyone else around you will. Okay. There is room, simple trick. Okay. Take your calendar, your most important tasks, put them as calendar appointments. Now, if you over excessively do that, you're going to tick everyone who has to work with you off. But like Monday, my calendar is full. I am writing on Monday. It is full. You cannot set an appointment with me on Monday because I have to absolutely get that done. That's glass. If I don't get it done, it's going to be a big problem. And so to actually say like, hey, I need to ensure that my time is actually being set. Uh, The first step toward change is to refuse to be deployed by others and to choose to deploy yourself. So that's time. The second piece is more important, and that is energy. VJ, when are you at your best? When I have tons of energy. (laughs) When do you have the most energy? What part of the day? Uh, Oh, I can't. All day, baby. Come on. Oh, yeah. You've got, you've got like a slog. There's, there's somewhere. The, the, I, I, I'm good all day. I am not great right after lunch. Okay, gotcha. That's, that's my bad. Yeah, I don't, I'm, you I'm, are better than most all day. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good, man. You tell me. When <laughs> but to go. you would say like, hey, right, right after, after lunch, lunch. I don't want to have a serious conversation. Yeah, how about right after dinner? Yeah. Early in the morning? When oh, are you yeah. most creative? Early in the morning, late at night? I, both of those. Both but of not, us. not, but not in, not between. in the middle of the day. 
fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. just real simple, uh, Dan Pink has done some great research in his book, When, and he talks about, hey, everyone has different parts of your day that's a peak, a trough, and a recovery. And uh, you can get the book to go through it. But if I could just make it really, really simple, what he's saying is there is a time of the day for you that is best your peak for your most intellectual work, okay, where your mind is the most focused, where it is best for your most meaningless work, that's the trough, Yep. and is best for your most creative work, that is the recovery. And he goes through this idea that most people are wired in such a way that their peak is early in the morning, their trough is afternoon right after lunch, and their recovery starts to happen around four o'clock. And he says, if you can set up your day, if you begin to become aware of your natural rhythms, and to say, if I could set up my day, then I'm tackling, if that is, if that's your chronotype, yeah, I tackle my big tasks in the morning, I tackle my meaningless tasks in the afternoon, and I tackle my creative tasks sometime after that. That's good. He says, hey, it's much better if you can align your work to your actual energy levels. Playbook. Blueprint. It's great. <laughs> good. We, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. but I didn't know what you were saying. No, but here's what's cool about that. Here's what's interesting is that we kind of know that. Yeah. We never employ it. Exactly. No, great it's point. obvious statement. Do it. it assignment. It, so if I could pull it back to like. <laughs> that should just be your keyword every time. Every time you said, Assignment. <laughs> kind of like a McConaughey's book, Green Lights. Yeah. Green light. <laughs> yes. Assignment. Assignment. That's what we should start oh, doing. I'm going to do that from here I on know, out. That's great. great. Yep. Um, if I could pull that back to the creative avoidance idea, like if your peak is in the morning and you're answering emails all morning, you're doing creative avoidance. Oh, yeah. Like that's what it is. Yeah. You're working. Yeah. <laughs> but not at your best. Creativity is looking at you like Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank <laughs> saying you're dead to me. <laughs> that's good. Not optimal. All right. Third piece. On, hey, leading yourself how to live proactively, leaders who play offense deploy their strengths toward their priorities and effectively stay out of their weaknesses. Strengths towards priorities. Uh, Henry Kissinger, advisor to the presidents, said this, presidents don't do great things by dwelling on their limit limitations, but by focusing on their possibilities. And so the question I have in this is say, hey, are you scheduling your time and deploying your energy effectively? What's the unique contribution that only you can make? And then I would add in here, is your team built in such a way that you won't have to operate in your weaknesses? Because if you only know your strengths, but you haven't staffed to your weaknesses, then you're continuously going to get pulled into your weaknesses in a way that isn't healthy or helpful in any way. And so this third piece is really just kind of taking everything from this last episode and a half and really deploying it and saying, hey, listen, you have to know yourself. You have to be aware of who you are, your identity, what you want. Do you have the tenacity, the grit, the endurance, willing to endure the pain to get there? Do you have you set your priorities as part of that? And then, hey, are you actually taking the step of deploying your strengths because you know your time, because you know your energy towards accomplishing your priorities and you're staying out of your weaknesses? That's good. Uh, there's a ton there. We don't have a ton of time. I'm just going to want to hit on one thing. And it may not even be, uh, it should, it's significant to me. So I just say it like this. Um, you said leaders who play offense live according to self-set predetermined priorities. I think it's interesting that you, you they, they are self-set. Yeah. Like they, they, and they are predetermined, but they're not 
um, they're not self-derived. Oh, keep talking. Uh, well, I'd seek first the kingdom. Fair. So for me, it's like if I if I I, I just happen to think Jesus was a great leader. <laughs> um, like. Kind of launched an effective movement like, if we were going to uh, take it by those standards. Yeah, like it's still happening <laughs> 2,000 years later yeah. for three years of ministry. Pretty fair. Nice work. <laughs> High five, Jesus. Um, but said seriously, like, I think that's so important because to, to self-set is you taking what you know to be true. Yeah. And then determining that that's the next step. And for uh, for me, if I don't have that first part, I can self-set a bunch of things that won't matter. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just, for me, I don't know, I don't know how to do it anywhere else, any other way now. Yeah. That I have that. Uh, oh, that's so good. I think, I, and I'm, I want to, I want to make sure that, that, like you said, for you, I know that those two things are, are the glass in your life, you know, the family and, and your, your relationship with God. Uh, what are the things that would be rubber for you? Oh, because we're talking about seek first the kingdom. Yeah. These would be those things that would not necessarily be seek first the kingdom. I mean, uh, how do I say, like, things have different... Like your love for LeBron. Di rubber. Oh, shudder, shudder. It's rubber. <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, hobbies are rubber. Yeah. Rest is glass. Oh, that's good. Like, there's levels of rest. Yeah. That are glass. Movies are rubber. I know that falls into hobbies in there. Uh, this is going to sound bad. Most friendships are rubber. Oh, yeah. Start talking about that. Like Someone I'm, just pulled over. Well, can I say, like, like, you and I hang out intensely in seasons. Yeah. Because our lives get crazy. Yeah. And so I can go, like, I go two, three months and never see you on a night. Right. And then, like, sports seasons and stuff like that, yeah. we'll hang out three times in one week. Right. And so, like, I know that, I know that relationship will always bounce back. Right. And we're good. Right. And I think uh, I think sometimes people hold every relationship in their life like it's glass. Okay. And that doesn't work. No. I don't I don't have room in my life for more glass. Right. I'm already maxed out. That's great. Everything that gets added wow. at this point in time better be rubber. That's really good. That's powerful. Uh, you said something this weekend or a couple weekends ago uh, that was important. You said be cautious with empty hands and idle lives. Oh, yeah. I did say that. Yeah. That wasn't in my notes either. No, and it's it's kind of going, we're going back to this. You said gravel. Well, yeah. I said pebbles. You said gravel. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, but then you said how we stack that up. and then But this is in, uh, on the other side of that. Yeah. You want to talk more about that statement in context of this series or this, this because I think it's really important. What do you want me to get into? Anything in particular? <laughs> no, I just want to say you yeah. had it on your mind. You said it. God said, say this because people need to know. That it's important. I think in the context of leaders who play offense, what's the what? This is this is not that is not playing offense. What that statement? That is the opposite of playing offense. We assume that uh, uh, this is gonna my, my metaphor is gonna be a little shaky, but I think it's important. Yep. We assume the lack of deploying our strengths and abilities means play offense. Like we don't yep. put points on the board. Right we don't realize the chaos we will re unleash in our own life by not doing what we're created to do. Oh, that's so good. And oh. So it's just this thought of to go like, it's more significant than the lack of impact that you make. Yeah. It's also the destruction that you create in your own life and those around you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's the, like, 
you look at man, we could get into all the things and we're out of time, but like that generational I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Generational curse started somewhere. It yeah. did like it did it didn't you just didn't just have it. It started somewhere by not doing what you're supposed to do, what you're called to do, and that's the outcome. And then idle hand man, that's all right. I'm I'm out. That's Good. it. What do you got? Good. I, I just think that's a close is to say like, hey, my hope for everyone, and we've given some helpful handles on this, is this idea. Like you have to live proactively. If I go back uh uh, USC President Stephen Sample, he said it like this, we must delegate but never surrender decisions, okay? there, There's a part of effective leadership that is delegating and empowering, but especially never surrender areas of your life over to others because you will have to stay active in what you're doing and what you're becoming if you're going to be effective and if you're going to be healthy and if you're going to spare yourself from destruction. Yeah, powerful stuff today. Uh, in the series Leading Me, Episode 179, How to Live Proactively. Thank you for joining us today uh, and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review, or both. I won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Thank you.